So, we're going to be talking about Brexit. Come on. And, uh, yeah, nobody really wants to hear about Brexit these days. No, no it's, it's, it's almost, I feel like it's almost become a swear word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even, even, even the term Brexit is a weird term. Yeah. But, um, obviously, we've heard that we're getting an extension. Yeah. Um, on the 31st of January, so we need to make sure we have a deal in place. Yeah. Um, but I just want to, like, really discuss what's your thoughts on Brexit, yeah. Uh, what does it mean to us as a generation without getting yeah. too jargon heavy? Um, and just really thinking about what does the future possibly look like? Yeah. I, I think for me, with, with Brexit and the start of it, I think yeah. Brexit was meant to be the UK becoming united as the UK and saying we no longer want to be part of the European Union. Mm. We want to be focused on ourselves and developing ourselves as a country. But actually, by the time he got out, there were so many yes and no's and it was so divided, it became about something completely different. <laughs> I mean, we hear the stories of, you know, the day that it got announced that, you know, people said, yeah, we're out. You know what I mean? People tell them, you know, people, black people to uh, go home. Da -da 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 -da. And I thought, you do know that, you know, Africa's not in Europe. Mm. Like, so this wasn't a vote to get rid of black people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like people didn't understand what they were... To them, being British meant, you know, we are being white. You know what I mean? And, and it became about ourselves and, and focusing on their individuality. And, and, and actually, it didn't unite anybody. Mm -hmm. And so now it becomes... Then it became about race. And so people then started saying, I'm not racist. I voted, I, I voted to leave, but I'm not racist. It's like you had to almost justify yourself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and there, were, there, were, there yeah. were great reasons to leave. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And there were, there were good reasons to stay. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel that it got diluted in other people's um, prejudice and people's, uh, other people's personal issues. Mm -hmm. They felt that this was now a platform they could stand on. And, and now we've seen it with, you know, other groups now coming out and we're seeing it now happening at football pitches and, you know, all of a sudden, mm. this, the, when we start to divide, and I think we've seen it, not going too deep, but we've seen it with Africa. When you, mm. when you divide a people and you cut it up, mm -hmm. you, people lose their power. Of course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like now we're, not, we're becoming more individuals mm -hmm. and, we're, and, we, and we're not united and that's causing people to feel free to now say whatever they like because we no longer care about how anyone else feels. We only care about what we have to say. Mm, mm. You, you said a lot there. You said a lot there. I don't even know where to start. Um, but let's go on that last point about mm. people sort of voicing out their opinions. Sure. Um, you know, some people would argue that's a good thing mm. because at least we know where we stand. But Come then on. my argument would be then what do we do then? Mm. Do we then challenge those ideals? Because if we look at the people who are Eurosceptics, yeah, yeah but really prejudiced or racist, <laughs> you know, their age group was like 65 plus yeah. majority, yeah. you know. And bearing that in mind, a lot of the changes that are happening when it comes to Brexit, and those changes include obviously trade, yeah. business development, our rules and regulations, that's like some of those people are not even going to be alive. No, definitely. They're, they're really not going to be alive. Um, does it mean their voice doesn't matter? No, it doesn't mean their voice doesn't matter. However, it doesn't affect them in the same way, you know. Um, and again, looking at the history of where Brexit came into play, the whole thing was set up, I think it was like initiated by Winston Churchill. Mm. The whole thing was set up to prevent war from happening again. Mm. Because the idea was that, okay, 
if we unite our trade, if we unite our, you know, workers <coughs> and everything else, there's less chance of, of war happening. Of course. So by breaking this up, I'm not saying, okay, this creates a war. No. However, there's going to be tension. Yeah. You know, Uncommon Sense would say, obviously, being in the EU, there were certain sort of like, in quotation marks, benefits that we had. So we had cheap, cheaper trade that was, you know, better for us, which means those of you getting your stuff from Lidl or, you know, Aldi or whatever it is, yeah. you're, you're getting it because obviously it's at a cheaper price. You can get it faster. There's less regulations on the border, so it's fine. For those people who wanted to come out of the EU, don't be complaining when you don't have certain things in Lidl anymore mm. and you just have bread, you know. <coughs> it's true. You know, so I, I feel like, like you quite rightly said, people took it out of context and it became an immigration thing. Yeah. It, it, it became a heavy immigration thing. Yeah. You know. And, and, and for me, it's, it's so focused on immigration and, and our borders and yeah. keeping people out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, when you look at, when you go to the hospital, when you go to your GP, when you go, when you use a lot of services, how many of them are foreigners that yeah. are coming in? Yeah. When you look at, especially when it comes to medicine and health and a lot of these things we, we import. Mm -hmm. A lot of these skills we import. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about maybe having a quota system or we haven't quite worked out how we're still going to get all this talent that we need in. But then when you look at the lower end, mm -hmm. when we look at the crops and the farmers and how much labour they use from people from Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe that are, are willing to do jobs that maybe people from the UK are not willing to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, people always say there's no job, there's no job, but we can go to the job pages, there's jobs. There are jobs. And, you know, when people are saying, oh, they're taking our jobs, what jobs are they specifically taking? And even if they're taking those jobs, are you willing to do those Come jobs? On. Do you even have the skills to do them? This is what I'm saying. And, you know, it's funny, I had a talk the other day on diversity, yeah? yeah. And I posted it on Facebook. Mm. And uh, the caption on the video said, diversity has its benefits. Yeah. And, you know, people liking, commenting and stuff. But then one random person mm -hmm. who doesn't follow me, mm -hmm. Uh, his name, uh, his surname was Italian, mm -hmm. quite interestingly enough, was like, yeah, diversity definitely has its benefits in other ways. And what he had was a graph that showed those from BAME communities claiming more benefits compared to those who are white British. So I responded by saying, thank you for the information. But obviously I had one brother who wasn't taking it. <laughs> so yeah. they had a Facebook war on their posts and stuff. And all he was doing was posting data with not really sourcing where it's coming from, mm. but really basically having no context behind that data. When I checked, well, when my friend checked the government website of statistics, it showed that it was white British people who were t claiming more benefits than anyone else. And I think, um, I think it was the Bangladeshi were close or something like that. I don't want to quote anything, you know, mistakenly, so you can check it yourself. But the point being made is, there's more of them anyway. Is, that's what I was going to ask you. Is this in When you're talking about it was close, are you talking about in proportion to the, the number of them to the number that are claiming? Well, is that how the statistic is made? Because if it's just mm -hmm. by the number of individuals claiming, yeah. I, I can't see how a percent when black British are only 4%. This is what I'm saying. <coughs> and this is, this, this is my point. It doesn't make sense. So if you're looking at black British as 4% or 2% or whatever it is, compared to the rest which is 80 odd percent or whatever it is, it's stupid it's, to compare yeah, them, silly. you know? Um, and to say that, you know, diversity or, cause again, how do I explain this? I would say when I said diversity, the assumption was 
cultural diversity. Mm. It could have been diversity of anything. Yeah. It could have been gender. Mm -hmm. It could have been age. It could have mm. been anything else. But they, they, they saw immigration. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. This whole thing around Brexit has heavily been around immigration. Mm. And why has immigration been the problem? Because people are racist. People are prejudiced. Yeah, definitely. You know? um, okay, there are obviously other people who have more of an intelligent argument for it. But for a lot of people, they, didn't, they weren't educated in the sense of understanding the manifestos behind what people were saying mm. and then having a, a sound argument to say, I want to leave Brexit because of this. Mm. Did you know the benefits? Did you understand the benefits? I'm not saying I did, mm. but I knew the benefits of the EU. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Hence definitely. why I had a certain ideology. Yeah. You know, so a lot of what these people were saying was based on a feeling mm. because they felt like, right, the immigration problem is going to be solved. But what is the problem specifically? Yeah, no, definitely. And that's what I'm trying to understand. <sighs> I don't even know what the problem is. For me, I just feel that, I just feel that, you know what, we are now coming to a point where we're going into Brexit. Yeah, yeah. Whether we like it, whether we don't, we're going into it. It's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing and, we'll, and it will prove people right or prove people wrong. Of course. Do you know course. what I mean? And so it's been done, we've done the vote, let's go. And let's go into this new world, this new adventure. Yeah, because yeah. again, it can be positive if, you, if we do get, allow us to get all these trade agreements with different countries and so forth. That would be great. But I'm sure that us being probably, the UK being one of the number one spenders in, the, in Europe, they're going to want to make sure that they don't lose that. And if they lose that, they're going to want to make sure it's difficult. Of course. And so we forget about the number one thing that we have in the UK to other people is our financial services. Mm. But yet we remember that these banks don't actually come from the UK. Of course, yeah. And so when we now make these banks go back to their countries or go, to, go across back to Europe so they can get access to, to the European Union and, and be able to have passporting, which is very important. Mm. When, when they now, when we go back and they get their passporting, and they now leave us, those are jobs. Mm, mm, that's the economy. Mm, mm. That's, that's money that we need. That's, and, and, and so again, that's spending that we don't have. And so for me, it's about looking at more than just, okay, yeah, we can get these agreements. With who? Who wants, who, what, 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 who wants to, to trade with us and why? And, and, and how much is it gonna cost to get over here? Exactly. And what do we have to sell? Because Trump is telling us about how, you know, yeah. how much we, we can send over, but, What's in, the, what's in the small print? What yeah. are we going to have to now give them in mm. return for them to, to start building stuff over here or start trading with us over here? Mm. I, I, think, I think you said a lot of things there and you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, again, obviously the city of London, mm -hmm. <laughs> funnily enough, where we are right now, yeah. you know, used to be the financial hub of the world. Now mm. that's New York. It's, yeah. it's fallen. But in light of Brexit, a lot of banks and other sort of like financial services companies have already started about thinking about remote working or moving away from yeah. the UK mm -hmm. to be working in places like Ireland, you know, because obviously they're still within that, that yes, boundaries. Exactly. Does that make sense? Or working in places like Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And those places are unique because obviously they can quickly go to the financial, second financial hub in the world, City of London, but also be in EU zone and territory. Exactly. So there's a strategic thing around there. So we won't necessarily have that high status as we yeah. did before, but it will give people the opportunity to catch up. Mm. But when it comes to America, I think it was David Lammy who said he was speaking to people uh, within the States, um, people from the Democratic Party, people from the, um, the, uh, the, what is it again? What's the opposite of Democratic? Republican. Republican, sorry, yeah, that's it. And it was quite clear to them the opportunities, you know, uh, when it comes to healthcare, privatizing that when they can, mm -hmm. um, thinking about the exports with food. 
we already know the quality of their standards are less. They know the quality of their food is less. So again, that has an effect on people's healthy lifestyle here. Mm. So there's a health and well-being aspect of it as well. If if we are trying to sort of like fix deals with other countries and everything else, that's going to take years to do. Yeah. That's going to take years. To, it's not a quick job. That could take minimum two years, four years. We don't know. We don't know what that looks like because the base sort of like position is that we'd be using the World Trade Organization tariff, which is the most expensive <laughs> in the world. Then the other option is if we trade a deal that's similar to what um, I think Nordic countries have and everything else, mm. where they can trade some things on their tariffs. And there are other sort of examples, but yeah. that's going to be tricky to do because it doesn't favour what the hard uh, leavers wanted to do, which is leave. Mm. So why do you want to sort of like trade certain deals when it means that you're, you're technically still part of this, this thing? And I'm going to say something and people are not going to like it, but there were a lot of immigrants that voted... To, not, to leave the EU. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the only reason they are now immigrants is due to a law that we got because we follow European rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, And yeah. so, for me, it's that, it's that same old story of, I've made it, so I'm just going to lift up the ladder. Yeah. And who cares if anyone else can come? <laughs> Do you understand? That's that black mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that mentality. And, and, and it yeah. wasn't just black. It was immig yeah. immigrants from all over. Yeah, yeah of course. But I'm, I'm here. I've got my passport. I'm secure. So, yeah, let's, let's leave. And let's, me, myself and I. And it's like, to me, a lot of this stuff, especially the European law about, you know, having a family and, and, and so forth. And if you have a child, that will be gone. Mm. So... There's no more rule about, okay, if you have children and your children are born here and they have a life here, mm -hmm, that, mm. that automatically means that you as a parent can stay with them. Mm, 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 Nor does it mean that they'll be able to stay. Mm. And, and although it doesn't affect us now because obviously it's Brexit and that's European, but it's a European rule that we live to. Mm. And we forget about the rules, even when it comes to investments and money and, and protections and in our world we call it MIFID and MIFID II. Mm, these, mm. Are, these are European laws. Mm. And so what, what, what protections are we going to have on our money on our banks, on, on the way our banks run, on the rules in regards to the advice that we're given, in, re, in regards to the legal frameworks that we have in place already. Well, it sounds like they're going to copy what the EU's basically had and then create their own mini version <coughs> of it, which is funny to me because it's basically the same thing with less benefits. Exactly. I guess the benefit would be that they're paying less into the EU and everything else. I know they're the fifth contributor or whatever. But really and truly, who's monitoring that? Really and truly, you know, um, that's for us to work out, yeah. you know, which again could be seen as a good thing, but it means we're slower to catch up, yeah. you know, unless there are all these different other countries that break out of the rest of the 27 countries. That's a different story, but that yeah. changes the world that we start to live in, Exactly. you know, but what, what I start thinking about when I start thinking about immigration, yeah, is more around identity. Mm. So as black males we may be seen to have a certain bias. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And whether that is the case or not, people will see, see it that way. Mm -hmm. So I always ask this question, I'm gonna ask you now. Do you see, like, what do you call yourself? Do you call yourself black British or English? <coughs> um, I don't even know if I wanna say this out loud, but. Say it. These days I call myself Nigerian. <laughs> Yes! And it might, it might sound <laughs> mad because I don't speak the language. Yeah. I, I, ain't got a I ain't got a Nigerian passport. Yeah. But 
for me, the way I see the world and the way I see, I feel like I don't know if I'm even accepted around here no more. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. I don't know if I'm. I don't. I don't know if I'm more tolerated than I am accepted. And so, you start to draw to cultures that you know you feel more comfortable with, and, and people you feel closer to, or people you feel you have more in common with. Mm, and mm, so, I guess I've always said to myself, I was. I always said to myself, I was black British. Mm. I, I never said English. I always said British. Yeah. But um, I feel like the more and more diversion, we the more and more pushing away I feel from people in society and the more we see people becoming openly racist and openly abusive, I think the less you feel that you belong to something or the less you feel people want you. And so I feel that my answer is starting to change over time. Yeah, no, of course. It changes based on culture, obviously, mm. you know, but the fact of the matter is we're English. <coughs> we were born here, yeah, you true. know, but we don't feel comfortable saying we're English, you know. Most people say they're black British. Yeah. And then they would say maybe they're Ghanaian or yeah, they're Nigerian yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is yeah. because they identify based on the culture that was developed yeah, within their household. Exactly. And that, that says something about the whole Brexit argument. Exactly. In my opinion, it's how you identify here. Yeah. And there are some people who identify as, this is my place, this is my country, it's not yours, okay? Mm. I.e. if you don't look like me and if you're not part of the dominant race. Mm. And for other people, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm English just as, as much as you. Yeah. And that's, so, that's the first tier. The second tier is British yeah. because we then have British citizens. Yeah. So then who's the immigrants? Are, is it those people who are outside of the Britain cit citizenship or is it those people who don't look like the white dominant? Wh what does it come into play? And I think there's, it, it's, it's, um, it needs to be very clear when people are saying what they're saying because they start to sort of create a trap for themselves. Well, whenever you tick a box on a, on a form, mm -hmm. it's black African or black Caribbean. Mm -hmm. It's not, these days, it's not as much black British. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They want to know, even if they say British, it's black British, African descent. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. remind you yeah. that, you know, but they don't have that, they don't have like white British, Irish descent or mm -hmm. white British. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Where, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, you're just, you're just white British. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. But when it's, when it's black, you black British, but you you're African. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so when you keep getting reminded your whole life that you're African, eventually you're going to say, well, I'm African. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. But to me, for our generation, Brexit is about identity. Mm. Brexit is about culture. Brexit is about our future. And in my mind, I'm thinking, what does the future have in hold for us? What is it? And I think, I think personally, it comes down to, it, it will always come down to this. It comes down to being well informed about what's happening mm -hmm. and how it affects you, but making sure that you stick to personal excellence. Yeah. Seriously. Because um, when these changes come, it will hit certain in industries hard. It will hit the private sector very hard. Yeah. You know, it will hit the financial services sector very hard. Mm -hmm. It will hit sort of like sectors that affect trade mm. pretty hard. Anything to do with trade, mm. it will hit very hard. It will hit industries where they've relied upon sort of like people outside of the UK to come in and obviously do labor. So it's going to hit many different industries. And it's whether we're prepared for an era where potentially it could be quite bleak for a while. But do you think as, as, I send this kind of a leading question, but do you think that black people will be the most affected when it comes to Brexit in regards to financially? I think, I'm going to rephrase it, I think those who are impoverished in society are going to be most effective. So if we're looking at socioeconomic classes, mm -hmm. 
yeah, a lot of black people are in the lower <laughs> class. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. But this is me being sort of diplomatic about the situation and basically saying, if you don't have a certain amount, you will be affected by exactly. it potentially. Everyone will be, but harder by those who are looking for jobs and everything else. But some may say, well, it may create more opportunities for jobs. Mm. We don't know how creative the next government or the mm. current government's gonna be. We, we don't know the answer, nobody does. Um, all we can do is pray that, you know, God is on our side. Yeah, and what do you think about politicians? Do you think these guys can really, are they really, because to me, I just feel like it's more a popularity contest. They're more looking at themselves and they're really, like they see Brexit as an opportunity to get a new role or get a new job. And, and I feel like that's what Boris did. He, he put himself forward, realised that actually, I don't want to win now because I don't want to be the one to, 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 to mess this up. Let me let someone else go. Oh, Teresa, you go do your thing, girl. <laughs> I, I support you. Yeah, I agree 100%. And then when she flopped, Oh, I'm ready now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see over on the other side, we see, I mean, look what Ed Miliband did to his own brother. Mm, Do you understand? Mm, so mm. when I look at these politicians, I say to myself, and now Corbyn's cool, but what does that even mean? Like, mm, mm. you're an old man, can you really relate? We've got this whole, you know, secretarianism going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like, what is going on with our, poli our politicians? I think you said that 100% is self-preservation, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Corbyn wants to win, he wants to be Prime Minister. Um, the leader of the Liberal Democrat Party wants to win, you know. She even said that if their party was to win a general election, they would revoke Article 50. <laughs> not thinking about the consequences, you know. You know, not thinking about the consequences. Obviously, Boris is doing everything in his power to stay in power, even if it means removing people from his cabinet, so he has a majority. Even if it means closing parliament. This is what I'm saying. My goodness. Yeah, I know, I know. This is like, it's like, I don't know if you like watch Suits. Have you ever, anyone ever watched? Everyone tells me to watch it, but yeah. <laughs> I watch Suits, like, and it's like, there are things that are legal. Yeah. But they're just not morally right. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Boris is on that thin line where he's doing things that might be legally correct, mm -hmm. but morally, they're just not correct. And mm -hmm. so this is where we're at right now. And I'm saying, is this who you want to leave your future in the hands of? Mm. That's why I feel as a people, we must educate ourselves. Mm -hmm. We must work closer together. Mm -hmm. We must become a community mm -hmm. and we must teach our children. Mm. Because if we don't start to look at how we can support ourselves, mm -hmm. we can't rely on government to do mm -hmm. it for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree. Um, I feel like obviously there's a responsibility that they have to play and that really comes down to how they negotiate amongst themselves, mm -hmm. okay, thinking about what's best for the country, mm. but also how they negotiate with the EU. And a lot of people are making it out like it's the EU making, causing the issues. It's our internal system. Mm. The thing is like, there have been Eurosceptics within parliament for uh, quite a while, 70s, 80s, 90s. There's always been a problem with the whole Europe thing and that's, that's even why we didn't even sort of jump on the whole Euro thing. Mm. Um, but there are certain repercussions when it comes to leaving the EU. Everyone's like, oh, everyone's talking about Northern Ireland and the border and everything else. Mm. There's a real reason why that's dangerous, you know. There was a time, obviously, when the loyalists, obviously those who were loyal to the British crown, mm. um, and the nationalists, those who were just like, we just want to stay as Ireland, were fighting each other. Mm. The, and, and you know, the, the IRA got involved in everything else that affected some people within London and stuff. It caused a real threat, a real threat. So now, obviously, if you're in a situation where you're deciding whether to have a hard border, mm -hmm. i.e. something physical to separate Ireland and uh, Northern Ireland, because obviously one's in the EU, one <coughs> isn't, and not having one, 
that poses issues because mm. you've got some people saying, oh, we want to leave because they're low-key racist. Mm. Yeah, uh, not all of them, obviously. And then you've got some other people who are like, no, we need to stick to what we're doing. Mm. That causes a problem, you know. So there are all these other sort of end effects that we need to start thinking about. Yeah. But like you said, I think all you can do is pray Think about yourself yeah. <laughs> and your communities yeah. and do the best you can in those situations. The, the main thing to do is to per like focus on personal excellence. And you have to be cognizant of obviously what's happening with Brexit. Mm -hmm. But you also need to be thinking about what you need to do to survive. Mm. And also what you can do to help those around you. Um, because this is not going anywhere. It's going to affect us for a while. And we just need to make sure that we're as ready as we can be. We shouldn't say to ourselves, oh because I'm young, black and whatever, it doesn't affect me and I've got a business on. No, we just need to be cognizant of it. So personal responsibility. Sounds like a good place to end. Yeah, most definitely, man.